0: opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door you're out of your mind they told her when she kept on insisting that it was so they said it must be his angel but Peter kept on knocking and when they opened the door they saw him they were astonished. Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic on this first Sunday in August From the topic, I believe. I believe. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe. We don't know much about Rhoda. Rhoda is not one of those persons in Scripture who is well-known. If we're honest with ourselves, many of us may not have heard of Rhoda Until a few moments ago, we don't know about her marital status, nor do we know about her ethnic background. We don't know anything about her physical characteristics, nor do we know anything about her political affiliation. We do not know about Rhoda's educational background, nor do we know about her extracurricular activities or hobbies. We don't know about Rhoda's civic involvement, nor do we know about her intellectual quotient. We don't know about her list of favorites, nor do we know about her particular outlook on life. We don't know much about Rhoda, Rhoda was not listed in Hebrews 11 in the Hall of Faith, nor is Rhoda mentioned by any of the other biblical authors from Genesis to Revelation. We don't know much about Rhoda, yet according to this New Testament narrative, in the acts of the Holy Spirit, we can deduce and consequently declare that at least two things about Rhoda are true. Rhoda, one, was a participator in the practice of prayer. According to this New Testament narrative, while the church was praying for Peter's Deliverance and liberation from incarceration, Rhoda was physically present in the prayer meeting. Not only was Rhoda a participant and practitioner of prayer, Rhoda was a believer. Church, the text says, as Luke records this particular narrative, that Peter. The leader of the early church has been arrested and incarcerated because of his commitment to the cause of Christ. And while Peter has been arrested and incarcerated because of his commitment to the cause of Christ, Luke says that the church is praying. Peter is in jail, but the church is praying. Watch Chapel, that ought to be a message to those of us who are participating in this virtual worship experience. Regardless of whatever is going on in your life, the church ought to be praying. We are in a pandemic, but the church ought to be praying. There's political gridlock in Washington, D.C., but the church ought to be praying. We are still facing uncertainty because of a Delta and upcoming Lambda variant, but the church ought to be praying. Some of us are sick and tired of being sick and tired, but the church ought to be praying. Some of us are adjusting to a new normal in life because of transitional experiences, but the church ought to be praying. Some of us are in need of a miracle and breakthrough, but the church ought to be praying there 's crises in Cuba and Haiti, but the church ought to be praying, regardless of what is going on in your life as a believer who believes in the power of God. We ought to be praying, hell on every side, outnumbered out God, but the church ought to be in prayer. Family, drama, and stress, but you ought to be praying regardless of what is at the beginning of the sentence. After the conjunction, you and I ought to be engaged in prayer. Peter was incarcerated, but the church was engaged in prayer. And I dare everybody who is listening to this sermon and who will listen to this sermon to embrace the model of becoming persistent practitioners of prayer. According to the text, Rhoda is present in this prayer meeting. We can deduce that Rhoda is praying as well. And while the church is praying for Peter's deliverance and liberation, God has an answer to their prayer at the door. The church has been engaged in prayer. And while they are praying, God supernaturally delivers and liberates Peter from incarceration in a Roman jail cell. And while the church is still praying for Peter's deliverance and liberation, Rhoda hears Peter's voice at the door. As Rhoda hears Peter's voice at the door, the church is still praying. Rhoda informs those who are praying that their prayer has been answered right now immediately in the present tense. While Rhoda informs her brothers and sisters in Christ that the answer to their prayer is at the door, Rhoda has believed that God, y'all ain't talking to me, is so awesome that God is able to answer prayer, and while Rhoda says the answer to our prayer is at the door, Those in the prayer meeting are questioning Rhoda's sanity and doubting that God has done what they've been asking God to do. Y'all ain't hearing me? The church is praying. Rhoda hears Peter's voice. Rhoda informs them that the prayer they've been praying, the answer is at the door. They are questioning whether God has done what they've been asking God to do. And Rhoda, in the midst of doubters, skeptics, questioners, proves herself as a believer. Watch Chapel, I preach this message to encourage you and I to embrace the believing ethic of Rhoda, a servant girl who believes in the midst of doubters. Despite being surrounded by doubters, questioners, skeptics, Rhoda believes in the ability of God. And while many of us don't know who she is, I encourage everybody to believe like Rhoda believed. Rhoda was not cynical but Rhoda was a believer. Rhoda was not a skeptic but Rhoda was a believer. Rhoda was not agnostic or atheistic but Rhoda was a believer. Rhoda was not an unbeliever or a disbeliever but Rhoda was a believer. Rhoda did not question or dissent but Rhoda was a believer. And I preach this message to encourage you regardless of who's around you to believe God. Yeah. You and I may be surrounded by haters, but I dare you to believe God. You may be surrounded by 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 scoffers, by mockers, but I encourage you to believe God. You may be surrounded by the people who wonder what's going to happen, how we going to do it in the midst of a pandemic, whether or not it can happen, whether God is really going to open the windows of heaven, whether God will really make your enemies your footstools, whether God really knows how to make no weapon formed against you prosper. But I dare everybody, to believe God. Despite who's around you, despite who's in your ear, despite who says what, I encourage you to believe God. And Rhoda, in the midst of church folk who are praying, believes in the ability of God. I could preach this sermon another way on another Sunday because if you're going to pray for God to move, you better believe while you're praying. Why pray if you ain't going to believe God? Prayer ain't just going through a ritualistic exercise, mumbo jumbo. I believe, I wish. now, honey, if you're going to pray, believe. Another sermon for another day. What does Rhoda believe? First of all, Rhoda believes, hear me watch Chapel, walk with me. Rhoda is a believer in the midst of doubters. But more specifically, what does Rhoda believe? First of all, Rhoda believes that position does not determine potential. Position does not determine potential. What does Rhoda believe? Rhoda believes that her position as a slave girl, a servant, does not determine her potential. Go on, preach, Pastor. Rhoda is on the low rung of the social ladder. Rhoda is not a CEO in the park. Rhoda has not earned a J.D. or M.B.A. from Howard Hampton or Morehouse or Spelman rather. Rhoda has not worked in a white collar position. Rhoda is not entrepreneurial. Rhoda more than likely is working for John Mark's mama as a servant. Yet Rhoda, in the midst of this prayer meeting, Is the one who believes God in such a way that she believes what they've been praying for has manifested itself in Peter being delivered and liberated from a jail cell and being at the door in the present tense answer to their prayer. Rhoda's position has not determined her potential. And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning, never allow your so-called station in life, your position in life, what you do in life to determine or negate or disqualify your potential in Almighty God. Y'all ain't talking to me up in here on this Sunday morning. I wish I had some help to I wish I had somebody to believe that titles don't determine who you are. A degree is good. Amen. Praise God. I got three of them earned and legit, but that does not qualify or disqualify my potential in almighty God. I wish I had some help in here on December 1st 1955 in Montgomery Alabama a black woman amen somebody not a college graduate not an entrepreneur not a captain of industry but a black woman by the name of Rosa Parks set in motion the modern-day civil rights movement Rosa Parks was on her way to do work a day's work y'all ain't talking to me those of us who have seen the help know what she was going to do but Rosa Parks did not allow her position to determine her potential. Can I preach this word in here? A black woman by the name of Izeola McCarty down in the state of Mississippi, a washerwoman who washed the clothes, y'all ain't talking to me, of white folk at Old Miss left a scholarship to educate future generations of black students and white students as well because her position did not determine her potential. Don't allow your position to determine your potential. And that goes for somebody who think they are the catch-me-out. Just because you think your stuff don't stink, just because you think you're the best thing since sliced bread, just because you think you're the best thing to happen to God's creation, don't think you are more than because God has blessed you differently. Position does not determine potential. To whom much is given, much is required. If God has blessed you more, you ought to do more. You ought to go more. You ought to give more. You ought to praise more. You ought to shout more. You ought to tithe more. You ought to testify more. More don't make you more. It means you owe God more. Rhoda believed that her position did not determine her potential. Slave girl, working for somebody else. But it was Rhoda who believed that God could answer prayer. Not only did she believe that her position does not determine her potential, Rhoda believed that persistence pays off. Rhoda to the door, heard Peter's voice. I, I, I've heard that voice before. I was there on the day of Pentecost where Peter preached. I've heard that voice before. I was there when Peter and John Mark healed the man in Acts chapter 3 and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. I, I know that voice. I've been around when Peter has been preaching. I know that voice. And Peter is here at the door, a present tense answer to the prayer that they've been praying. And Rhoda tells everybody in the prayer meeting, Peter is at the door, not the door, the door. God is answering our prayer. Rhoda, the text says, is so enthusiastic that she has forgotten to open the door and has told everybody that God has worked a miracle. Rhoda cuts her step like Robbie Graham, praises God. Does the Holy Ghost shuffle, thanking God that God has worked the miraculous and the people. Doubters, the skeptics, the questioners, the unbelievers. That girl crazy. Man, get your girl. Man, your girl, your girl been your girl done lost it. She she been quarantined too long. She she imagining stuff. Get your girl, man. Peter in jail. Peter on lockdown. Peter in the bullpen. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Peter got three hots in a cot. Peter ain't getting out. Peter, downtown. We about to go put some money on his books. This for my real folks. Some of y'all ain't know they ain't know what I'm talking about. This for, for my real <laughs> She crazy. But Rhoda said, no, I ain't crazy. And Rhoda keeps on telling the story. Peter is at the door. Peter is at the door. I know that voice. Peter is at the door. God has answered our prayer. Peter is at the door. And Rhoda kept saying it so long, so enthusiastically, so with so much verve and fervor that they said, let's just check the door. And because Rhoda had been persistent, because Rhoda had been insistent, because Rhoda kept telling the story, believing that she was not crazy, but that her mind and ears were synchronized and she had heard that voice and been praying and believed and that was persistent, they finally opened the door and said, my God, Gosh, great God of Mount Zion, our prayer for Peter has been answered. And Rhoda believed that persistence prays off because they discovered Rhoda wasn't crazy. But God could answer prayer and Peter was at the door. I encourage somebody, your persistence is going to pay off. It may not seem like it right now. But keep on telling the story. Keep on praying. Keep on seeking God. Keep turning your plate down. Keep on doing what you have been called to do. Your persistence is going to pay off. It may not happen the first time. It may not happen the second time. It may not happen the third time. But your persistence is going to pay off. And I'm not just talking about prayer. I'm talking about life. life. This is a life sermon. Sometimes we quit too soon. Sometimes we give up in the first inning. Those of us who are sports fans, baseball lasts 9 innings, football 4 quarters, basketball depending on the gauge four quarters or two halves. Life can be lived 70 years by reason of the promise and sometimes we quit too goggone soon. Amen. Amen. I encourage somebody, keep on persisting. On. Stay in the game of life. Don't give up. Don't wave the white flag if you are doing the right thing. And doing what God has called you to do. Keep on persisting. Keep on showing up at work. Keep on being faithful to your spouse. Keep on loving and raising your children. Keep on tithing. Keep on forgiving. Keep on doing what God has called you to do. Keep on preaching the gospel. Keep on doing what God has called you to do. Keep on keeping your nose clean. And God has a way of opening the door just when you and I think we're crazy. Just when we start to believe what other folks say about us. You ain't crazy. You just believe God. You ain't out of your mind. You just believe God. Let your persistence pay off. I can't remember his name right now, Deacon Don. There was somebody who took the bar exam, went to a prominent law school, and did not pass the bar exam the first or the second time. Did not pass the bar exam, Brother Telfair, the 6th or 7th time, did not pass the bar exam the ninth or the 10th time. And just when this attorney was tempted Sister Hill to give up, choose a new field of vocation, burn the black book that they have been using to prepare, God showed up on the 12th time And that person passed the bar exam, having studied, having labored, having put in the work, not the first time, not the fourth time, not the seventh time, not the ninth time, but on the twelfth time, the person passed the exam. And had the person not been persistent, the person would not be a licensed lawyer right now. Keep on persisting. What did Rhoda believe? She believed that persistence pays off. Rhoda believed that position does not determine potential. But I got to close on this first Sunday in the month of August, my second sermon as a 50-year-old preacher. (laughs) Rhoda believed that prayer provokes the power of God. Rhoda believed that position does not determine potential. She believed that persistence pays off, but she believed that prayer provokes the power of God. Rhoda was there in the prayer meeting, and Rhoda was a part of the prayer team at the Jerusalem Baptist Church. And Rhoda was a prayer warrior who kept praying to provoke the power of God. This was not the first time Rhoda had seen God do the miraculous. And Rhoda could have gotten discouraged, Dr. Adela, because I believe they had prayed for James. But for some reason, James was killed. But despite what did not happen, Rhoda and the believers kept praying for Peter to be delivered and liberated. And they kept on praying. Despite what didn't happen for James, they kept on believing God. Despite James being assassinated, they kept on believing God. Despite James being miraculously and mysteriously killed, they kept on believing God and praying for Peter's deliverance and liberation. And Rhoda kept on praying because prayer provokes the power of God. If you want to see God work, then pray. If you want to see God do the miraculous, then pray. If you want to see God heal, then pray. If you want to see God change your circumstance, then pray. If you want to see God heal, then pray. If you want to see God deliver, then pray. If you want to see God save, then pray. I said, Will you and I learn how to pray? God will do the amazing. God will bless. God will turn around. God will change circumstances. God will deliver. God will tear down strongholds. God will make haters your friends. God will make your enemies your footstools. God will bring a dead person alive. God will do what only God can do. I found the answer. When I learned to pray, prayer will provoke the power of God I believe position does not determine my potential persistence pays off but prayer provokes the power of God weak So called inferior, substandard, but I dare you to pray. And you'll discover what God can do. Don't, 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 if you're going to stay up all night, stay up all night praying. If you're going to worry, then pray. If you're going to bite your nails, you better pray while you're biting your nails. I take it to the Lord in prayer take him, take her, take them, take them folk who can't get along, take that circumstance, take that situation to God in prayer. Prayer will provoke the power of God. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything. Come on, I ain't just talking now. I'm a witness. I said I'm a witness. I believe. I believe. I believe. We're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. There's somebody right now on this Sunday morning, you're not saved, you don't have a church home. You're not saved, you don't have a church home. I encourage you to become a believer in the ability and power of Almighty God. There's nobody irredeemable, nobody beyond the realm of God's grace, nobody that God can't reach, no situation that God cannot turn around No circumstance that God cannot make right. Nobody who hates each other so much that they cannot get along. Sometimes God allows us to go through stuff, situations to test our prayerfulness, our mettle, M-E-T-T-L-E. This is the locker room in here. You don't win the game in the locker room. You win the game on the field. I'm your, I'm your hype man. I'm your coach. I'm your hope dealer. God can turn it around. So my sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. There's at least two people going to get saved today, going to unite with Watch Chapel. Holy Spirit's telling me right now, you go to the Contact Us tab. You accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You become a member of Watch You need to experience the power of God in your life, my sister, my brother. I don't know what the circumstance is, but today is the day where you turn it over to God, Pray, and you can experience God's power. God can turn your circumstance around. God can turn that situation around. Go to the Contact Us tab. Become a member of Watch Chapel. We'll be in touch with you this week. Watch Chapel, we're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we do so reverently.